On Time by Irvin Eugene. Knowing that Mr. Miller was affected by panic attacks, a great deal of consideration was taken to break the bad news to him. Without much notice, but with as much care as possible, he was told of the possibility of his wife's death. The message came from his brother, Victor, started by grim silence. A sad face and stressful demeanor presented negativity. One could tell the truth was burdensome. His wife's friend, Cynthia, was there too, near him. It was her who had been on social media when information of the car crash was received, with Jessica Miller's name in bold letters on the list of deceased. She double-checked online. She saw it on several of her friends' posts. People were sharing it everywhere. She viewed the news repeatedly. It could be no hoax or cruel joke. He did not hear the story as many females have in the way they spread the story. They were all in confusion. They could not accept the reality. Cynthia shed tears. She was distraught. She needed time alone. Everyone gave her much needed space. There Mr. Miller stood. Looking through the open window, he sat down thinking. He was tired. Mr. Miller tried to remain as calm as possible. His thoughts raced. His life was in turmoil. He believed he would never be at peace again. He viewed outside and could see the trees, animals, and flowers. The spring breeze was relaxing. The moisture in the air was soothing as rain was in the forecast. In the street below, a walker was whistling. The sounds of nostalgic songs were playing by local stores. It reminded him of a better time. Without realizing, he hummed the melody. The sky was clear and lightly blue. The window was an escape from a sorrowful point of time inside. He sat with his head now at the bed. It was comfy. He did his best not to cry. It was shameful for a man at his age to shed tears. If he were a child, he would have innocence. He was mature with a somber face, stillness and clear. It was the appearance of a remainder of youth right before distinguished wrinkles would become present. At this moment, there was a lackluster glare in his eyes whose views was located away somewhere on one of those clouds in the sky. It was not a gaze of remorse, but rather indicated a mystery of clever thought. There was something coming over him, and he did not like the feeling. He could not have put a finger on it. He did not know what to do. He was too clueless to recognize it. There was a shadow hanging over him. All the signs pointed to something ominous. Now his chest felt strained and heat. He was realizing something important. Mr. Miller knew this was immoral, but he embraced it. He reached a glimmer of hope and happiness. His heart beat fast. He said aloud, at last I am free. The bad stare and the look of trouble that followed, it started from his eyes as he roamed the room. Soon his vision became concise and vibrant as he looked in the mirror. He was not hot. He was now hot and heavy. He saw a new man. He felt regretful joy. He knew that he would feel sorrow when the dreadful funeral occurred. To witness his beautiful and pleasant wife in such a horrid position would be terrible. Death of a loved one can never be good. He did not want to paint a portrait of her at her deathbed. However, he removed himself 
from that bitter time. It was selfish, but he could live on his own accord. There would be no one to answer for during those coming years. He would experience freedom. There would be no commitment for blind allegiance that men and women believe they have a right to impose upon each other. He is to say whether it is good or bad, but there is something to question in the lifestyle in which society imposed on marriage. At this time, there was a sense of true liberation. There was no lying to the fact that he loved her most of the time. On many occasions, he did not. Who cares? What is love? Shouldn't it include to feel alive? That is a strong emotion, maybe even greater than love itself. I'm released, he kept thinking. Cynthia was nearby, behind the door, with her lips to the keyhole, asking for entrance. Miller opened the door. Please open the door. You will, you will get sick. What is going on, Miller? Come on, open the door. Leave me alone, I am fine. No, he was smoking tobacco through that open window. He pondered about the upcoming days, all the days of the seasons, hot and cold days, times with perfect weather, and all those typical and new sorts of days that would be independent. He hoped that life would be long and amazing. He decided to open the door and share life with friends and family. There was a sense of confidence, an unsure feeling of accomplishment. He shook his brother's hand and went down the stairs. His surrounding was calm. Miller was relieved. Through the roller coaster of emotions, he believed he was done with that journey. He was exhausted. There was a sound of the front door opening. It was his wife who entered, a little tired, calmly carrying her stuff. She was slightly disheveled and was in her work attire. She had been far from the scene of the accident and did not even know there had been one. She was bewildered by the shock in the house. She stood amazed at Mr. Miller's face. When the ambulance arrived, they said he had a stroke. 